Welcome to the We Are Wrestling podcast, though, and we are here to talk about wrestling. Yes, sir. And Renegade is back. Yay! Who's happy? No one? Okay. Wow. Okay. <laughs> so, let's get right to the shit. And start mm-hmm. with the not-so-great show of AEW. Okay. Yeah, I, I I wasn't a total fan of this episode. There was a lot of things in this I didn't like more than things I liked. Yeah. And it started off with hashtag justice for Orange Cassidy because he's wrestling Jay Lethal again. My God. <laughs> This was so bad. It even Why? started. It even started out bad, dude. Like they came out, and then they were like, "No, no, no! Everybody has to go back. Everybody go back." And it took like three minutes for them to get everybody back, except for Jay Lethal. And it's like, okay, that's dumb as hell. That's really stupid. Me wrong, they, they went to commercial break at one point too, right? They did. They did. Yeah. And then, as the commentators are talking. It gets amplified in the building and Jay Lethal is like, what the fuck is going on? And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Because I heard it. I wasn't I wasn't sure what the fuck it was. I was like, what the fuck is that? It it, it was just bad. That was like a fuck up and a half. They even pointed it out. So Yeah. And I know people would be like, oh my God, you guys are shitting on this, but I am shitting on this because I want Lawrence Cassidy to not wrestle Jay Lethal again because this is their third match. Might be more at this point. Girl. Yeah, and and then after Orange beats Jay Lethal to keep the All of Bell Atlantic Championship, he gets attacked by none other than fucking Jeff Jarrett. I, I, I hate that because <laughs> you know what was fucked up. What? Oh my, my bad. Say, no, apparently, like now they changed the name of the title. Now, now it's not the Bell Atlantic title. Now it's the national title or something like that. Tony Khan said. I was going to get to that later when yeah. Tony made the announcement, but like, yeah, like Jeff Jarrett attacked Orange Cassidy, hit him over the knee, and now he's number one contender for the international championship. It's now called. Yeah. Like okay, so who cares? Yeah, but I'm going to address this because I've seen a lot of people, friends and enemies, all included, say the same thing about this Tony Khan thing. Tony Khan did this interview and he didn't blink at all. It was like, he didn't blink. And I was like, dude, this is like, he had to blink. So I watched it back twice and Tony didn't blink. And I was like, you know, some people like, what are you trying to say? What are you trying to say? I mean... I, I could say a lot, but then with him thanking everybody every 10 minutes during Dynamite was really creepy. Because he does thank people like every, like once or twice during the show, but he did it like every 20 minutes. And it was like, if you looked at his timeline, you'd be like, what the fuck is going on? Like, why is he just thanking people like randomly? Thank you for watching Dynamite, guys. Thanks for watching. And it's like, Tony, I know you do this sometimes, just once or twice. Like, what the fuck was going on last night? Like, it just was really concerning. It's crazy. Yeah. So, 
Then we had a Powerhouse Hobbs interview and he said he's going to make sure that Wardlow has the shortest title reign after Wardlow got his car broken in and his title stolen. And then Joe made it seem like it was him on Twitter. So it was like, oh, is this a storyline or is this real? Like, what's going on? This is one of those things where it's like AEW completely blurs the line for no reason. And you're like, oh, we don't know what's going on. Okay, wow. I was hoping you had an answer for that. <laughs> no, there, there is no answer because it's so blurred lines that like nobody has an answer. Like no one at all. Yeah. So then we get Ricky starts. And this is a very weird interview because Ricky is talking about how everything's good. And he said, what does he do from here? Where does he go from here? And like, I heard like one or two people go, oh my God, that means he's leaving AEW. And it's like, well, what happened next is like kind of him, quote unquote, kind of leaving AEW, but not really. Because it's okay. just like, I was like, okay. Because he like, the way he mentioned it, it like, it took a lot of people by storm because they were like, what the fuck? They was like, what the fuck? Like, what? Like, is he leaving AEW? And I, I knew he wasn't. And then as he's talking, the Bullet Club logo pops up on screen. And like two people immediately was like, oh my God, it's Jay White. And I'm just like, okay, no, that's not a thing. And the reason this... Like, it wasn't Jay White, as some of the people had thought. Jay White was no longer with New Japan in the States or in Japan. So they was like, oh, maybe he's going to do the Bully Club over here in AEW. And it wasn't him. It was rock hard Juice Robinson. Now, that spent off into two completely different things. You want to know what it is? What? That tells me Jay White is not coming to AEW. Yeah. Because, like, them doing this Bullet Club angle and, like, just throwing it out there, and it's like, if Jay White wasn't attached to this, that means he's gone. Like, he's no, like, he's no connection to AEW. And it's like, okay, well, I think he's going to WWE. Like, all right, let's see where that goes. Like, if it, it was meant to be him, it would have been him. Yeah, like, and just because it was Juice Robinson, such an obscure Bullet Club character, it was like, oh, then, like, they should have worked Jay into this, and, like, this is a way to ease him into AEW, this would have worked. But since you did this angle, and it was somebody completely different, that means he's not factored into any AEW things going on. Yeah. So that was a thing. Speaking of Jay White and his spot, David Finley joined the Bullet Club. That was... That was what everybody said they didn't want to happen, and it did happen. But the more shocking thing about it was Ghetto is his manager now. And that's like... What? Like, that's actually shocking. Like, when you inherit Ghetto, does that mean you're automatically the leader? Because everybody's saying that, that he's the new leader because of that. I feel like he is, and especially with 
what ELP said after that. He was like, yo, he was like, he's like, I don't know if I fit in this new version of Bullet Club. He was like, I, I don't know if I still fit here. He's like, especially with Finley back. And I'm like, the way he worded it was like kind of like saying Finley is the leader. And it seems like they're like he might be the leader, and this might be leading up to him becoming a leader. But there's like nobody else there that can lead it except for Kenta, and I don't see him leading that faction. So it's like it's just like a real weird situation for the Bullet Club right now. Hmm. And like the saddest thing about this whole entire Bullet Club thing is like we're coming up on a 10 year anniversary and like they look like complete failures right now like they have nothing that's really strong like they used to be they just dare and it's like you're about to come up on your 10 year anniversary and there's nothing to prove like you've done anything cool except for AEW and all the other stuff there's nothing in New Japan that proves that you're still cool I need to do something quick before that anniversary comes in. I'm not going to lie. I'm just calling it right now. There's going to be a huge anniversary thing, but it ain't going to be in New Japan. I can tell you that right now. Because if if everything works out like it's supposed to be, it's going to be Jay White, AJ Styles, and Finn Balor in the middle of the ring on May 3rd in, on Monday Night Raw and it's going to be a Bullet Club reunion and everybody's going to be like, wow, this is not where we've seen this happening now. Mm. So, pack the dynamite. We get Wardlow and Wardlow's getting interviewed. He's like, yo, they stole my shit but a few buddies of mine gave me some clothes and he has on an FTR shirt and it's like, oh yeah, they're, they're still back. He's like, but I'm going to go out there and I'm going to beat Hobbs. Cool. Then we have Ruby Soho's interview. I I didn't like this interview. She made all the exact points that is true. I didn't like this interview, one, because it was boring, and I hate these type of interviews. And also because everybody that hates this type of interview immediately goes, oh, they're just doing the fans turned on me thing. And it's like, no, this is an actual, everything she said is actual facts. She said when she wrestled Britt Baker for the first time, she got booed. When she beat Chris Statlander, she got booed. When she was in that match and she got pinned, everybody cheered. And it's like, yeah, she's right. They hate her. Like, when she came in, they cheered the shit out of her. When she went against their favorite, they booed her. And it's like, that's like that's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. That's true. Just because this promo has been overused by people who just fake like the fans hate them because they turn heel all of a sudden is a thing. But Ruby Soho is, like, completely justified. Hers is completely justified. I just yeah. don't like this promo. That's all. Yeah, it came across as weird, even even though she was absolutely right, like you said. Yeah, because it's like you you were gutting it out as like getting all those boos. You was just gutting it out. She was like, nah, fuck it. I'm just gonna keep going. I'm gonna make you guys cheer me. And then like, nah, fuck it. I don't care anymore. It's like that made no sense. 
and the funny part, the crowd like turned and started to like her. So it's kind of it, pointless. Exactly. So she said she's gonna fix the women's division. Her and Soraya and Tony gonna fix the women's division by breaking it down and reconstructing it brick by brick. And it's like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, that's that's a thing. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> So then Ruby takes on friend of the show, Sky Blue. And somebody pointed out on Twitter, and I didn't want to look at this and be like, yeah, that's true. And I just was like, yeah, no, that's 100% true. They was like, look, it's AEW's punching bag, Sky Blue. I'm like, as... As much as a friend of a show she is, they treat her like a fucking punching bag. She goes in there to lose the people and just get beat up. Like she they don't make her look good. They just beat her the fuck up and it's just it's embarrassing. Like she's a great talent and they're just like, nah, fuck it. We're just gonna beat the shit out of her. What the fuck is going on? I don't remember the last time she won. I wanna say it was when her medicine ring teamed up, but I could be wrong about that. It was, but it was by it was by fucking luck. Yep. And then after she beat up Ruby Soho, beat up Sky Blue, Willow came out, and Willow is talking to Ruby. She's like, "Yo, this isn't you, fam. Like, this isn't you." And Willow's being the sweetest, nicest person. Like, you don't have to do this. This isn't you. But Willow gets fucked up by Tony and Soraya. They beat the shit out of Willow and Sky, and then they spray paint him green. I want this to be over. I don't like that. Me Me neither. And I heard some stuff coming out of Rampage, and it makes it even worse, but it's like, alright, whatever. Hmm. But then we go to Hangman. And Hangman says, listen, on Sunday, I had to make my heart black. And I had to beat the shit out of John Moxley. He turns to Renee and says, I'm sorry about that. But Moxley, this thing between me and you, it's done. Then he walks off. And I'm just like, yay, you can move on to something else. All right. <laughs> like, boy, was I wrong. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. So then we get an MJF promo, and he's talking about, yeah, I'm the devil, and I'm better than the best in the world, and I'm the best in this and whatever, and next week we're going to have my rebar mitzvah in Winnipeg. And as soon as he said that, <laughs> immediately everybody goes, oh, my God, he's going to face Kenny Omega. It's going to be Kenny Omega. Kenny is going to be there and I thought that too until later (laughs) so then we got the best tag team in the world FTR and so here's the thing about FTR FTR was set to leave and I'm not doing this in air quotes they were actually set to leave they renegotiated their contracts and now they're staying don't know for how long but they're staying so 
they cut their promo and it's like the thing that's really fucking hilarious about this that makes me fucking laugh is like one I'm an FTR fan first off I was an FTR fan because of their wrestling getting to know them outside of wrestling I became even more of a fan of them and it's funny because a lot of people are like oh we they're not better than the Bucks they're not this they're not that and then over like the last couple of days people were like hold up wait a minute FTR is fucking cool like these guys are cool like they're cool humans I'm an FTR fan for life and it's like yeah like you should have been an FTR fan for life because they've always been good people they've been good people in the ring and outside of the ring and you should love them and like that that pissed me off like because this scene like how all of a sudden people were like oh my god FTR is really cool it was like bro like that's why I've been a fan of theirs over every tag team in the business like duh yeah and they cut this amazing promo about how they lost everything they lost one of their best friends which was Jay Briscoe and they would they just was talking about how they were willing to give up but the fans the fans were the ones who kept them going and this is why they're back and they're back to take out the guns and somebody said, well, why are they taking out the guns and not the acclaim? And it's like, do you not remember how FTR got taken out by the guns? They took them out. It was done. And I said this a couple of times when FTR first got taken out by the guns. I was like, oh, they're going to come back and take out the guns. They're going to come back and take out the guns. And then when he was like, no, we're in controversy, I was like, oh, well, that leaves that story unfinished. Now they get to finish the story. Yeah, because it started with them. Mm-hmm. So then we get Jade Cargill looking amazing as always. And she said next week she's going to be in Winnipeg and she wants to take on Canada's best, whoever that is. And I literally blanked out on who the fuck could be Canada's best. I'm like, who the fuck could be Canada's best? <laughs> and then somebody was like, ooh, Allie! And I'm like, if she wrestles Allie, I'm gonna cry. She's not the best. No hate on her, I'm just saying. Yeah, that, that, like, if that happens, I'm gonna cry, dude. <laughs> so, then we get... Top Flight Security and AR Fox versus the Jericho Jerkoff Society. <laughs> Jericho, um, Sammy Guevara, and Daniel Garcia. And the Jerkoff Society wins the match. They cheat to win, but they win the match. And they call out the House of Black, and Jericho goes, why don't you do your cool little blackout entrance? And the lights go out, but the lights come back on, and it's Kenny and the Bucks, and they're like, hey, we deserve a title match. And I'm like, how? Like, y'all had a no-build-ass triple threat match. Like, nobody cared. Like, and y'all had this match. It was a good match, but nobody cared about the build to this match. And they're like, no, but we deserve a rematch. Why? 
just the only reason is because they're former champions, but supposedly AEW doesn't do that. So Exactly. And then Don Callis comes out there and he says that Chris Jericho is the second best wrestler from Winnipeg. And if he would lace up his boots, he'd be the third best. I'm like, okay, Don. Sure. So, is it me or did at first it seem like he tried to like de-escalate everything, but he escalated everything? Yeah, that's exactly what he did. <laughs> so then the House of Black appear on the, the Titan Tron and this was like really cool because like the way they did it, because they just go, well, if you guys were just looking for us, all you had to do was, and it just cuts off there and goes to black. And everybody was like, all right. And then the lights go black and then they didn't come back on and they're standing in between both groups and they're like, what the fuck? And then Alistair Black grabs the mic and says, ask. And was like, that was that was cool because he did the video, left the question not done completely being done, and then showed up and finished it. I was like, oh, that, that was actually smooth. In my mind, like I, I totally fucked that up though. What? Because all you have to do is, oh, leave. That that was the answer in my head. <laughs> what the fuck? I know it's not true, obviously, but that was in my head for some reason. It, then it was really funny because like the House of Black goes we accept your challenge and I'm just like who? like cause both teams challenge it. Like, who the fuck did you accept? like which one? and then they accepted both of them por que no lo dos? yes that's exactly I was, I was fucked up about that <laughs> Because I was like, nah, you're just going to accept one, right? Nah, we're taking on both. Fuck you. Okay. I don't so, know about you, but it's kind of unique to me. I don't feel, I feel like I've seen this before. I probably have, but I don't remember. Yeah, I, I have definitely seen this before. And it's just like, this is going to be very entertaining because all... It depends on how they're going to do it. If they're going to do it with the one where you can have three people legal in the ring or you're going to have two people in the ring. I want to see which one they do. Okay. So then we get a Brian Danielson promo. And Brian Danielson, is, he said that he lost. And he said, maybe Max was right. Because at the end of that match... I couldn't move my arm. I couldn't feel my leg. And maybe Max was right. I I should go home to play with my kids because I don't know. And he just leaves. And it's like, oh, oh. And like, the funny part was like, immediately people are like, oh my God, like, Brian's leaving. He's done. And it's like, you can't be that deaf. It can't be. Come on. Basically. And especially, like, what happened right after that, it's like, you have to see how this ends. Because after Brian says that, we go to the BBC versus the Dark Order, Johnny Hungry and Alex Silver. It's like, okay. They beat the shit out of the Dark Order. 
They beat the yep. shit out of the Dark Order. Then they choked out the Dark Order. Then after the match, they kept choking out the Dark Order. Moxley just wouldn't let go of fucking Sylvia Reynolds or I don't know which one it was, the long haired guy. He just choked him the fuck out. Just wouldn't stop. He just wouldn't stop. That he wouldn't. Yeah, he choked out Reynolds. He wouldn't stop. And then Uno came out. And then Uno got his ass beat. And they beat the shit out of him. And then here comes the cowboy. And cowboy comes out. And he pushes Moxley. And then he punches Cesaro. And at first I was like, oh, that's that's funny as shit. Like, okay. He punches Cesaro. And Cesaro's like, you son of a bitch. Cesaro hit him with a European uppercut and they just thrashed him. But when Cesaro hit him with a European uppercut, Hangman's page's head went thick flop and hit the ground. Hangman could not get his fucking equilibrium up to stand up right to fucking swing at Claudio. He was fucked up. Like, I was like, yo, did he just get another concussion? Probably, right? <laughs> yeah, that shit fucked, like, that shit, it had me laughing because, like, you punched Cesaro who ain't have shit to do with this. You should have just went straight for Moxie. You punched Cesaro and Cesaro was like, no, I'm not having this shit and knocked him the fuck out. Damn you, hangman in your stupid brain. <laughs> So then we get the acclaim. The acclaim is backstage. They're talking, and 2.0 come up and said, "You guys would be great in sports entertainment because you guys are sports entertainers. That's all you do." And it's like, you know what? They they kind of are sports entertainment. Not even gonna lie. Yeah, I love how you do like his voice. By the way, just throwing that out there. <laughs> Because he has such a great voice. It, it's kind of like a New Yorker slash Canadian. Yep. <laughs> so, then we get to the main event. And it's Wardlow versus Hobbs. And that street fight anything goes match. And so Wardlow's music hits first. His music hits first. And I was like, oh, something's up. And because it hit first, it just was going and going. And then all of a sudden, they're fighting in the back. And they're just fighting, beating the shit out of a car with each other. They wind up fighting outside on a bike in the front, the parking lot. They get to the stage finally. And they're fighting on the stage. And they're just going, punching each other, ah, beating each other, big hot fight. And all of a sudden, out of everybody that come out, fucking QT Marshall. That was random as shit. <laughs> it was, like, at first it was random, but then I remembered the story from last year. And I was like, this makes sense, but at the same time, it's like, could you, you could have just did something better. But, like, I know this makes sense, but you could have did something better. Like, come on. <laughs> like, because he, oh, like he said, he owed Hobbs a receipt. Like, he's like, yeah, I owed you from what you did for me when I was going against Ricky Starks. 
you beat up Ricky Starks. I owe you. And it's like, yeah, you owe him, but like, it fucked me up. It actually really fucked me up. It was like, that makes sense, but like, what the fuck? Then, in a way, long-term storytelling. So, that yes. kind of done right. Yes. So, Hobbs winds up winning the title with QT's help. And I'm happy Hobbs won the title, but, like, the QT thing was just like, oh, what the fuck? Like, you could have did better. That kind of threw it off, yeah. Yeah. Like, I was, I was really fucked up about that. All right. So then we go to NXT. And speaking of long term storytelling, man. So this is Roadblock. For some odd reason, I thought this was a pay per view. <laughs> nah, this is it's a regular TV pay per view kind of thing. Like, you know, like the Great American Bash on TV type thing. Yeah. So we start out with the jailbreak match. You gotta put your opponent in the cage, and that's how you win the match. With Tony D'Angelo, who's a super face now, versus Dominic Dijak, who is just a guy. They're not even booing him, he's just a guy. So he just there. Yeah. So because of Stax, Tony D'Angelo wins. He wins. Because Stax jumps in between the cage door to help Tony D'Angelo so the door doesn't close on him. And then Tony gets a crowbar, beats the shit out of Dijak, throws Dijak in the cage, and wins the match. Good for him. Stack's gonna have to like turn on, on, on Tony eventually, right? Because like he's not winning anything in this partnership. Oh, definitely, definitely. <laughs> so then they did an interview with Roxanne, and they're doing this interview, and she's talking about how she she's gonna beat Michael Satomura, and she's gonna she's gonna do she's gonna do really good, and she she wants to be the best champion there is, and I, I, I'm gonna do great. And all I can do looking at Roxanne was say, in five to ten years, you're going to be running this fucking company. You're going to be running this fucking company as like one of the top women. You're 100% going to do it. They just need to tweak her gimmick though, because like, I feel like I'm watching Pokemon and Ash Ketchum. I'm going to be the very best ever was. But see, here's the like, here's the thing that like you're not paying attention with with that. There's a reason mm-hmm. that that's happening. You want to know okay. the reason? What's She's it? a kid. She's a kid. We're seeing her yeah, as a kid, true. and I true. promise you, she's going to grow up in front of our eyes. And once she starts to grow up and mature, we're gonna be like, oh my god, like she's turning into a human. She's going to have she's gonna have complex emotions and complex things and you're gonna be like, oh my god, like 
she's really good. And that's what like that's what's that's making me like years. Yeah, that's why that's why I like this is because we're watching her in her infancy and we're watching her grow to become something. Okay. So then we get to following him not following him, Kiana James and Briggs. Briggs comes to see her at her office is like, yo, you need to talk to Jensen. You need to talk to him. And she's like, listen, like, I, I do want to talk to him. Like, he's like, no, 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 trust me. He was like, this guy, he's like, it's blah, blah, blah. And he's like, she's like, no, no, no. So, it, like, there's roses on the desk and he goes to pick up the card and she grabs the card from him. And she's like, no, 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 no. She's like, no, he's like, yeah, it's, he sent you roses, so he likes you. Like, you should talk to him. Give this guy a chance. She's like, all right, I have to check my planner to see if, if I have time. Whatever. <laughs> so what do you think about the card? I think it's a swerve, because, like, on, like, face value, it's kind of like, it's sus. And mm-hmm. it looked like she's cheating. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But that's red herring. Like, I don't think it's that. Like, fucking Jensen, one, we all gotta remember, he's kind of a dummy. That's Listen. one thing. We're gonna get we're gonna get into that later. When, when we talk about his part. The second one is, you know I mean? Like, he probably, like, post, like, like, wrote some shit, like, off the wall shit, and, like, he didn't want Briggs to fucking read that shit. Okay, that's not my theory. My theory is even okay. funnier. You know what it is? Okay. And like would be really like would make this really funny and make like everybody feel like more of a dick. What? That wasn't roses because of like from him. That was roses from somebody because something really bad happened in her life and they were just saying to cheer her up. Probably from like her dad. Hey, sorry about your mom passing. This is just to make sure that you're a little bit happier or something like that. Just something really fucked up. And when they find out, it's gonna make them look even worse. Like, what the fuck? Like, we got mad at dad. Yup. Yup. Wow. I didn't even think of that. That that's actually like a great theory. Yeah, is it going to be something fucked up that happened that somebody was sending her roses to cheer her up? And that's why she didn't want him to see the, the thing. Because everybody's like, well, why wouldn't she want to see the card? And it's like, dude, it's probably something really bad that happened to her. That somebody's cheering her up. That somebody in her family. Or it could be some like, it could be somebody like, oh, your grandma died. Something like anything. It's going to be something really horrible that everybody's going to be like, what the fuck, Briggs? Why are you this way? Yeah. Yep. Like, he's gonna be the stupid one in there. <laughs> yep. So, then we get Pretty Deadly and Gallus Boys. Gallus is out there talking shit, and Pretty Deadly comes down, and they get beat up and ran off. So, that's the tag team program for eventually. Yeah. Then we get Lyra Valkyrie, and she says, "I want the women's title. I don't care who wins. I want the women's title. I'm going to be champion one day. 
and I promise you, I'm going to beat whoever the champ is. And I was just like, okay, okay. Seems kind of quick, but all right. But she's not the only one to call for the title because even Tiffany Stratton last week said she wants the title, so it's like it's going to be very confusing for a minute. Yeah. So then we had Ilya Dragunov say that he wants to beat up JD McDonough. And then we got the old school in the crowd thingy, Dragon Lee. Thank God they didn't change his name. Yes. And the funny part about this was everybody had a theory that Dragon Lee was going to be in this segment later on. And they were like, oh, it's going to be Dragon Lee. It's going to be Dragon Lee. He's going to be the guy. And I'm like, "Ah, that doesn't make any sense. So I was glad that Dragon Lee showed up here and not later on. Yeah. So then we had Indu Sheer versus Braun Breaker and the Creed Brothers. And they just basically, they beat Indu Sheer and yeah, just moved on. That's the end of that feud, hopefully. Like, uh, I don't want that to, to do anything. I like how everybody matched, though. Like, they respected yeah. teams. Yeah. Here's the thing. During that match, I want to know, did you notice that Carmelo Hayes was doing commentary? Halfway through. <laughs> to be honest with you, halfway through. Yeah, same. Because, like, they're doing commentary you don't hear Mello at all. Then all of a sudden, they just cut to the commentary table and Mello's sitting there. You're like, what the fuck is going on? What the fuck are you here? What? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was hilarious. Yeah. So, we get to the Grison Waller effect. Grison Waller is out there and he calls out Shawn Michaels. And Shawn Michaels is out there with Grison Waller. And they're talking... And Grayson Waller is talking so much shit about Shawn Michaels. He's talking so much shit. He says, Shawn, why don't you fight me, Shawn? Instead of the level, you fight me, Shawn. Shawn Dilly. So Shawn goes into HBK mode and says, listen, better men than you have asked me to get back in the ring. The best in the world has asked me to get back in the ring. You know how many times they backed the Brinks truck up to my house. The Brinks truck has been in my house so much that they know my address by heart. He's like, I'm not going to do this. I, I, I can't do this. I'm too old. But I found somebody that can do this. Somebody that bleeds black and gold. And at that very second when he said somebody that bleeds black and gold, I knew exactly who he was talking about. I didn't even he didn't even have to go any further when he said somebody that bleeds black and gold, I immediately it just went Bing, this guy. Like not even a second later. It was like, Yep, it's that guy. And then he just like finishes I was thrown off. <laughs> really? Yeah, like I didn't put it together. Whatever. Like, back in gold, that should have been a big tip-off, but, like, I didn't think about it. Yeah, no, as soon as he said black and gold, it was like, it's him. It's him. Like, I was like, it's him. Yeah, and then, like, as soon as he came down to beat Grayson Wilder, and the guy was Johnny Gargano, as soon as he came down, it just immediately was like, 
wait, it just doesn't make sense just because he's an NXT guy and he just like is the NXT guy. This is a two-year story that we never got a finish to. Mm-hmm. And everybody that like everybody is like, oh, it just like makes sense for like Johnny Gargano because like he's Mr. NXT. And it's like, no, no, no. You do remember the last, the very last time we saw Johnny Gargano in NXT, Grayson Waller took him out. Grayson Waller destroyed Johnny Gargano. He just took Johnny Gargano out and was like, oh my God, no more Johnny. But now Johnny's back to get revenge for a storyline that nobody thought was ever finished and it finally connected two years later. Makes makes hella awesome to me. Yeah. Yep. Like I like this was like at first I was like I don't want this but then I thought about the story and was like no this makes a hell of a lot of sense fuck it let's do it yeah. so then we got GG versus JC and they're wrestling this was just a match GG it's her finisher on JC. One, two, three, gets JC beats her. And it's like, oh, okay. But then JC just beats the shit out of Gigi afterwards. Like, just destroys her. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> so, yeah, that feud is just going to keep going now. At least for a little while, yeah. Mm hmm. So then we get Briggs and Jensen and Fallon. And Riggs comes in and was like, all right, man. He was like, I talked to her. She said she's going to give you a date. And then he's like, man, I know you feel good for her because like, you sent her flowers. He's like, I, I, I didn't send her flowers. And then he gets the call and she wants to go out with him. He takes a second to answer the phone. He's like, hey, girl. And then he, he winds up going out with her and he leaves and Briggs tells Fallon, he was like, yo, he didn't send those flowers. And she's like, man, he's like, I told you he wasn't loyal. And, she, and he's like, all right. He's like, well, what are we going to do? She's like, I got a plan. I'm telling you, man, this plan is just going to keep backfiring. This is so good. Like yep. yep. So then we get back to the ring and Bron Breaker's out there. Bron has a title and he's like, all right, it's been enough of this. It's been enough of this. I'm tired of this. He's like, I- I- I'm tired of this. He's like, I'm calling you out. He's like, Mello, get out here. So Mello comes out and Brian goes, listen, man, I've had this title for so long. Every time somebody calls me out, I was praying it was you. I was praying it was you. He's like, I've been waiting for this. You know what they said when we went to this new NXT, that we were the future, that it was us, that it was me and you. So, I, I can't wait to do this with you. We have to do this. And Mello basically, this was like two good guys just saying, yo, yo, I like you. I respect you. I respect you too. But we're going to wrestle for this belt. Yeah, we're going to wrestle for this belt. I respect you. I respect you too. I was like, okay, this is mutual respect this association. Great. Don't go fishing. Don't go fishing. Oh, it's happening. <laughs> it's happening. <laughs> <laughs> So then we get to the back and we see Tyler Bate. Tyler Bate is talking to um, Thea Hale. And he's telling Thea Hale to brave in and brave out. 
brave in and brave out so you can conquer your fears and she's like thank you thank you so much thank you so much and then Chase U comes up and they're ready for their match and Duke Hudson tells Tyler you're a fraud you're a fucking fraud and then he just walk off like he's such a fucking bad guy yep so then they have the match it's Andre Chase versus Joe Gacy they're having a match and in the middle of the match Thea Hell just goes I'm not scared of you Ava ah! and Ava was like okay whatever and Thea just goes did you see that Mr. Hill I mean Mr. Chase did you see Mr. Chase Mr. Chase I did it I did it Mr. Chase it's like good for you Thea and then he fucking loses because <laughs> I heard right so then we get Isla Dawn and Alba Fire and they're conjuring up some weird ass potion and they're saying yo we want the tag team titles okay but the funny part is like the first people they show is a TikTok toxic tag team and it's like they don't have the titles like what the fuck yeah and then like they show the actual tag teams I was like so what the fuck was the point? Like, why did y'all show the wrong people? That was weird. They're probably gonna fight them first and then go for it. Probably. So, then they show the two matches for Stand and Deliver. Johnny versus um, Grayson Walla and also Mello versus Braun Breaker, which I called months ago. Mm-hmm. So, then we have Chase U there in the back. And Duke Cussing is pissed. He's like, why the fuck are y'all happy? Why the fuck are y'all happy? He's like, she cocking her thing. He's like, no, why the fuck are y'all happy? We're a bunch of fucking losers. We keep losing. And she's the problem. I was like, oh, okay. That, that's true. Isn't that wrong? Yeah. So then we get Wesley. And Wesley is talking about his title. And Axiom comes up, and Axiom was like, I would like to have a title shot. Wesley says, well, I'm doing an open challenge next week. If you can get to the ring, then you can be the one contender. Other than that, I don't know what to tell you. And he just walks off. I'm like, that is fucked up. He needs to chill with these open challenges. The way he's doing them, too. Right? This is fucking hilarious. (laughs) So then we get Miko Satamora versus Roxy. And this was a pretty good match. Roxy wins. She didn't win with Pop Rock. She didn't win definitively. She won. So after the match, Roxy gets the title and she just collapses. She just falls on her knee and just collapses. Mm. And the funny part is, like, her music was playing. Her music stopped. Everybody got quiet. Everybody was like, what the fuck? Like, the refs ran in. Booker came in. Everybody ran in. And they're like, oh, my God. The fans are standing there. The the fucking EMTs are out there. Everybody's standing there. And... Sean went there. 
Yep. And for five seconds, I bit. I fucking bit. I'm not gonna lie. I fucking bit for five seconds. I bit. I'm like, oh my god, Roxy's dead. Oh my god, she's dead. Mako said the bad part is like I feel really bad for Mako Satamora because she like she had no idea what was going on. And she was like, oh my god, did I kill this girl? I killed this girl. Fuck, I killed this girl. I fucking killed this girl. Oh my god, I killed her. I'm like, oh no, oh no. And the only thing that made me know that this was like complete horseshit was Roxy. Like Roxy was like completely dead. She was completely dead. She played dead. And it was that point that made me go, there's no fucking way she's actually dead. No one, not even a dead person plays dead that good. There's no fucking, she's thinking this. Like, that's exactly what I thought. I was like, there's there's no way. Like, I was like, there's no fucking way. I was like, not even a dead person plays dead this good. Not even. I was like, you're fucking fine. This is a work. (laughs) And then when they showed the cameras, like, taking her out, I'm like, yeah. Yeah, this is like, this is a complete work. But like, she was too, she was too knocked out. I was like, no, no, I don't believe this. Like when it's an actual thing, they don't show none of that. They go to the back, you know. Yep. And this was a callback to 1992. I think it was 92. Was it 92 or 94? 90. It was either 92 or 94. It was one of the. It was one of them. Or 96. It was. It might have been nine. No, it was ninety six. It was ninety six because that was WrestleMania twelve. Yep, ninety six. Yeah, this was okay. ni- this was nineteen ninety six. Owen Hart versus Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels got a concussion and just collapsed in the ring. Bam. So yeah, this this was a remix on that. I liked it. Yeah, I liked it too. Shawn Michaels has basically done all of his old tropes in fucking NXT. It was this, the fucking barbershop. What's next, Shawn? What's next? Someone's gonna win a battle royal like he does? <laughs> I, I, hope, or something? I hope so. <laughs> so let's get to Raw. And it starts off with Paul Heyman telling Jimmy, with Solo, you got to end this Sammy problem. You got to end this tonight. You can't wait. This has to be ended tonight. It has to be over. You have to finish it tonight. You have to do this. So Jimmy's like, yeah, no, I, I got this. I got this. I got this. So we go right to the ring. And it's Kevin Owens versus Solo Sokoa. And they're just beating the living hell out of each other. And Sammy, I mean, not Sammy, Solo gets the win, still undefeated. And people keep saying, because Meltzer said this, oh my God, Solo Sokoa is going to take on, he's going to take on Roman. And it's like, no, he's not going to take on Roman. 
He's not going to take on Roman. That's not what they're grooming him for. He's not taking on Roman. I'm sorry that you think that that's happening. He's not taking on Roman. Like, I don't know what Dave is thinking there. Yeah, that doesn't seem right at all. Yeah, and he's, he's like, no, no, it's not like right now. It's like down the line. It's like, no, it doesn't make sense down the line either, Dave. Like, it doesn't make sense. Like, they're yeah. grooming him to do something, but like, Roman is not the guy that they're grooming him for. Like, that's the bad part. Like, you're missing the, you're missing the point here. Probably a secondary champion eventually. Yeah, like I'm I'm down with him winning a title from like Drew or Sheamus. Like, yeah, I'm down yeah. with that. But like that's what they're grooming him for, not for the main title. No, definitely not. So Solo wins and after the match, Jimmy starts beating up Kevin. They're beating the shit out of Kevin. And then, of course, here comes Sammy to save Kevin, beating the shit out of everybody. They run everybody off, and Kevin's in the corner, and Sammy walks over to him, puts his hand out. Kevin rolls out the ring. Fuck you, pal. And Sammy's like, come on, man. He's like, nah, fuck you. We're not doing this. He's like, okay. Okay. Like by the end of yeah, but by the end of the night, you see what's coming. So then we get Bob Lash. Bob Lash is like, I'm tired of your kid dreams, Bray Wyatt. Blah 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 blah. And then he says all of this shit, and then Bray Wyatt's little thingies pops up, and it's like, it's like, oh, he's he's gonna get you. So. Then we have Carmella, and she's talking to Byron Saxon. Then Chelsea Green comes up and is like, you should have that title match, blah, 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 blah. And then they talk shit about Adam Pearce, and he was about to walk up, and he's like, nope, and just walks the fuck away. (laughs) So, yeah, Chelsea Green. Yeah, I wouldn't even. Chelsea Green is going to be in the corner of Carmella when Carmella takes on Bianca Belair next. It's like, yeah, okay. I I see them as a tag team. I don't see them doing much more with anything after that. I, I don't know. <coughs> yeah, I see them in the same vein as the Iconics. So, yeah. So Bianca beats Mella, and. Then she gets double teamed by Chelsea Green and Mella, and Oscar comes out to help her, and so that sets up Oscar versus Chelsea Green next week. Okay. And then we get Sammy talking to Kevin, and he's like, "Yo, man, he's like, I, I know we're not on the same page, but like, we have to beat the bloodline together. Like, dude, we have to team back up. We have to get together. We have to do this." And Kevin's like, dog, I'm not fucking with you. I'm not fucking with you. Go ask Roman for your for his job back. I can I'm gonna beat the bloodline by myself. You go do whatever the fuck you wanna do. Go over there and hang out with them. I don't want I don't want nothing to do with you. I'm done with you. It's like, damn. Damn, this like that hurt. Yeah, it's like, damn, they're never getting back together, are they? Like it, <laughs> it would have to take some 
miracle or like some dream for them to get back together but whatever we so we get to the Miz and Logan Paul comes out Logan Paul is hype ha <laughs> ha yeah and then they call out Seth Rollins and Seth Rollins comes out with another $1,500 coat like I'm getting I'm getting annoyed because like people are finding his drip online they're like alright let's find his drip and it's like super expensive and it's like alright fuck you Seth Rollins <laughs> this shit is this right. shit is a lot I'm hoping all that's rentals I think that really is like, I hope so he didn't seem like a type yeah, I hope so too. Like, I, I hope that's all of us. Yeah. So basically, Logan Paul and Seth go back and forth, and Logan gets to jump on Seth and gives him a curb stomp, and he's done. He's he's done. That shit crazy. Yep. I I actually wasn't expecting him to give him a curb stomp though. That's what fucked me up. Was like, oh shit, you hit him with his own move. Right. So then we had Omos versus Dolph Ziggler. And Mustafa Ali was there as his life coach said, Dolph, you can do this. Dolph, you got this. Dolph had nothing. Dolph died. Why are they doing this to Ali? <laughs> I don't know. I think he's being a dick to Duff and like he's actually going to wind up being cool with him eventually. Probably. So after that, Omos wins and the maximum male models are studying their next victim. And then bartender Cabron comes up and goes, yo, man, I'm glad you guys said all that stuff about me because like I was like, I was feeling down. And it was like, no, 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 not you. Ew, you're, you're disgusting. It's like, you're bald. And he's like, Bruce Willis is bald. And Ben Swartz like, no, don't talk about Bruce Willis. Never talk about Bruce Willis. What is wrong with you? <laughs> and then... That made a shit. <laughs> yes. And then Maxine says, listen, if you take out Chad Gable, maybe we might consider putting you in the maximum male models. Huh. So is Chad going face? That's what it seems uh, like. I think for a second he will, but like that's it. Okay. So Paul once again is telling Jimmy, you gotta get rid of the Sammy problem. You gotta kill Sammy. You gotta kill Sammy. So then we have Finn Balor versus Johnny Gargano. They're having this match and they're going. And then Judgment Day is getting the best of Johnny and Dexter Loomis. Now all of a sudden, Edge's music hits. Everybody runs to stop Edge. And I'm like, you guys are total idiots. Like, he's going to come in <laughs> from the other side. And he did. He came in from the other side and cost Finn the match. And Finn lost to Johnny Gargano. You are a bunch of idiots. Basically. So now, it's apparent Finn versus Edge at WrestleMania is going down. 
But I wonder how. Like, is it going to be the Hill in the Cell, like you mentioned before? Oh, yeah, it's definitely going to be that. It's definitely going to be that. Because next week he says he wants to talk to him about WrestleMania. And, like, the way he just put it out there was like, uh, I feel like this is where we're going to get the the full thing of, yeah, this is happening. So, then they interview Edge, and Edge says, Finn, you cost me a match that I shouldn't have lost against Austin Theory. Then I cost you a match that you shouldn't have lost. No disrespect to Johnny Gargano, but you shouldn't have lost that match to Johnny Gargano. It's like, dude, you just buried Johnny Gargano. What the fuck? Pretty much. (laughs) So. I'm like, all kinds of fucked up. Right? So then we get Piper Niven versus Nikki Cross. Nikki Cross is going crazy and she's beating up Piper Niven. But Piper Niven gets the win. And then we get... I did too. We get one of my favorite funny segments. We get Elias talking to Rick Boots and he's like, listen, why aren't you taking notes? And Rick Boots is like, dude, like, it's, it's cool. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. And I'm going to point this out for later. Something was happening in the background, but I'm going to talk about it later. There was something happening in the background. But also, Bronson Reed was back there. So Elias is telling, he's telling um, Boogs, he said, you go over there and you tell him, you tell him that I want to match with him. You tell him that. You say, I want to match with him. And he's like, you want me to go say that? Okay, cool. Cool, cool, cool. So he goes over to Bronson Reed and he says, yo, he wants to match with you. What? Bronson Reed goes up to him like, wait, you want to, you want to, you want to match with me? Next week. What? He's like, I didn't say that. What? What? And then Boobs come over like, yeah, I did exactly what you told me. He's like, what the fuck you mean? You, you told me to say that, right? No, I meant for you to say that. Oh, 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 okay. I was wrong. What the, what the fuck? I was kind of confused about it too. I'm like, oh, he said the, same, the right thing. No, he didn't. <laughs> but yeah, there was something happening in the background. There was something happening in the background. A secret connective tissue to something that happens later. And when I tell you at the end of the show, you're going to be like, oh, Okay. Yep. Yep. You're right. That makes sense. So then we get John Cena. John Cena comes out and John Cena gets a big ovation because John Cena's in John Cena's hometown. John Cena's back. John Cena is back. And then here comes Austin Derry. This was. Yes, but this was so good. This was so good because Austin Derry says, John Cena, I got something great for you. You're going to fight me at WrestleMania. Like, I made your day. And John Cena goes, nah, I'm cool. He's like, no, you should fight me. He's like, nah, I'm cool. And then John Cena just went to just like talk so much shit about Austin Theory. He talked about his gear. He talked about his promos. And he said when he wrestles, they pipe in fake crowd noise for him. John went, John was talking like he was the rock. 
to Austin Theory. He was fucking him up. Totally enjoyed it, but I feel like he went too far with that one. Dude, like the funny part was like a lot of people was like, I can't believe he bared him. And I'm like, nah, fam, like this is like Austin Theory needs this because like I'm not even joking. Like what John Cena is saying is literally the mirror of what WWE fans say about Austin Theory. Like everything they say about Austin Theory, everything the internet thinks about Austin Theory was what John Mm -hmm. Cena parried. Like he just was like, no, this is exactly what they think. And that's why it was so good. Cause this is like the whole, everything everybody says every week after week, this was him saying it back to him live on television. That's why it was so good. And it's like, oh, he pays attention to the internet. He's always on there, so of course. <laughs> yes. So that's exactly why, like, he said at the end, he was like, yo, I'm going to ask my friends, I'm going to ask my family, I'm going to ask everybody here, do you guys want me to wrestle this guy at WrestleMania? They go, yes. He said, well, I guess we're going to WrestleMania. And then he literally goes, you're not worth WrestleMania, but I can tell you a guy who is, Cody Rhodes. And Cody comes out and he, him and John hug. And it's like, you're watching this. And if you know, you know, it was a passing of the torch. And I'm like, yeah. like, I was kind of shocked because I'm like, oh my God, like he actually passed the torch on the show. Like, what? what? Like that, th- that happened. I so, like yeah. That was the best part. So then we get an interview with Sammy and Kathy. And Kathy's like, yo, Sammy, what are you going to do about this Jimmy situation? He said, yo, I'm going to take down a bloodline. I promise I'm going to take down a bloodline. I got this. I'm going to take down a bloodline. You're going to see. Like, and I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I'm going to do it. Like, okay. So, yes. So then we get Bartender Cabron getting beat up by Chad Gable in like a minute Chad Gable tapped him out and was like oh well you suck you suck really bad like and the maximum male models were backstage like watching this match to see if he beats him officially but yeah he didn't beat him <laughs> so then we get team Backstream out there and then Trish comes out and she's like you guys are cool and then Dammit Control comes out and it's official the six woman match at Wrestlemania Dammit Control versus Team Backstream and Trish Team Backstream <laughs> okay okay but here's the weird thing about this. And like a lot of people keep okay. saying that this thing is going to happen. And I'm like, it's not going to happen this way. Everybody keeps saying, oh, the tag team champions are going to do double duty at WrestleMania. They're going to do double duty. They're going to wrestle twice. And that's how Ronda Rousey and Shane are going to get their tag team title match. And I'm like, that's not what's going to happen. Those tag team titles are coming off of Team Backstream. And somebody's going to defend those tag titles at WrestleMania against Shayna and Ronda. Like, that's what's going to happen. And, like, if you think that it's going to be double duty, then you're crazy because that's not happening. No. 
because like I, I'm I'm upset that people actually think that way. I'm like, what the fuck? Like people are like that seriously brain broken? I'm like, that's not gonna happen. It's definitely gonna be double duty. They're losing that shit beforehand. Yep. So then we get the main event. We get the main event is Jimmy Uso with Solo in his corner versus Sami Zayn. Sammy comes out, gets a huge response, and Sammy and Jimmy just start wrestling. And they're going, and they're going, and you're like, oh shit, this is this is a crazy match. This is happening. I wonder how this ends. I'm gonna be honest, I did not see the end to end like this. I thought the end would be something a little different. Okay. But in the middle of the match, Jay Uso comes out. Jay's hyping up Jimmy. Jimmy's like, yeah. <laughs> and Sammy almost kicks off Jimmy's head. And then Sammy winds up winning with the blue thunderbomb. And then Jay's Jay's visibly shaking. And you can see it. And Jimmy's shaking too because Jimmy knows I didn't get rid of the Sammy problem. I didn't bring my brother back. And then Jay gets in the ring and he stands in front of Jimmy. Jimmy's standing in front of him. And Jay's like, man, I don't know. And Jimmy's like, man, come on, man. You're my brother. He's like, I don't know. Jay at one point grabs Jimmy's shirt like he's about to bring him in. Then he just can't do it. He just walks by Jimmy. He rolls out. He goes to Sammy. Sammy's looking at him. He looks at Sammy. And he gives Sammy this big hug. The crowd pops. He throws the ones in the air. And Sammy is saying, Jimmy, it's not too late. Jimmy, it's not too late. You can, you can break away from him, Jimmy. Jimmy, you can break away from the bloodline. You can do it. Jimmy, just come with us. Come with us. We got this. Nope. And, and Sammy gets super kicked by Jimmy and he goes down and Jimmy okay. says I mean Jay he gets super kicked by Jay and Jay grabs him and says you thought I was going to side with you you thought I was going to be with you it's like you crazy yo I was dying yo he said you thought all this shit was for you and then he threw Sammy in the ring and Jimmy and Sammy beat the shit out of I mean not Jimmy and Sammy Jimmy and Jay beat the shit out of Sammy I fucked that up but Jimmy and Jay beat the shit out of Sammy they beat his ass he said something to effect of like this is family shit right here yes and then Cody Rhodes made the save Cody saved Sammy Cody saved Sam. Crazy, right? Yeah, that was that, that was crazy. Like I, like I don't think like he could talk. Like I don't think he could save everything. Like Cody is saving WrestleMania. He's saving Sammy. He's saving the tag team titles. He's saving everything. Like he's literally saving everything. He has a dream, and like I can't believe he's turning everybody's thing into nightmares. 
<laughs> right? Now, like I was saying earlier, there was something that stood out that night. And once again, it's always everybody fucking misses things, except for some people. Remember when I was talking about how Bronson Reed and them was doing the thing and it was something I seen there? Yeah. It was Cody talking to Kevin. Cody was talking to Kevin and he's telling Kevin, yo, you should do this. And you know how Kevin doesn't want to do it for Sammy. Like, you don't, like, do it for me. Do it for my dad. You want to dust these kids. If you're not going to do it for me, do it for him. You and Sammy make up so you can... No, he didn't say that. We didn't hear what he said. We didn't hear what he said, but he no. probably said to do it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I swear he did. <laughs> yeah, he he's probably said that. And over the next two weeks, we're going to get him turning. We're going to get Kevin turning, and he's going to be with Sammy. It's going to happen, and it's all because of Cody. Cody plays a bigger part in this than anybody sees, and that's awesome. Yeah, they're all going to destroy the bloodline together. Yes. Because it's coming at WrestleMania. They're going to beat the shit out of the bloodline. This is going to be great. I love how this whole thing played out. All they need is one more to take out fucking Solo. And they're good. Riddle me this, Batman. Who are they going to get to be on their side? That's exactly who I was thinking, too. Matt freaking Riddle. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. So, things that I was talking about weeks ago, or on the last podcast, was, oh, they're going to do this and this. I said they're going to do Backlash, and they're also going to do King slash Queen of the Ring. Now, mm-hmm. we have dates on both of them. So, King slash Queen of the Ring is going to be May 26th, the day before Double or Nothing in Saudi Arabia. That's great. Well, May 6th, we're getting backlash in Puerto Rico. Ah. They're traveling all over. Yes, and that... That's one thing that actually shocked the shit out of me was like, wait a minute, they're actually doing premium live events in other countries. Like, they're not just keeping it America-centric. And that's what people have been asking for for so long. They're like, yo, can you guys please just, like, do live events outside of, like, America? It would be shocking. People would love it. And it would be, like, really cool like, could you do that? Could you do that? And they were like, mm, nah, nah, nah. Now that Hunter's in charge, he's like, fuck yeah, we're doing this. We're making this shit cool. Yep. Because it is fucking cool. Yes. And another thing was they were talking about the Saturday shows. They're like, oh, why did you guys move them to Saturday instead of your normal Sundays? Like, what made you do this? And they was like, well, first off, we wanted to try something new. And once we did it, it's way more convenient for us. They were like, it's way more convenient for us. Like, we're having a lot of fun doing these things on Saturday. 
a lot more people are watching them. People are into this, and it's like it feels different and good. And it's like, yeah, like this is really fucking dope. Like the last time they had real Saturday pay per views was like WCW Hall Lot, and like, yeah. WCWs would like have shit on the fucking Saturdays. You'd be like, wait, what the fuck? Like, this is a thing? Yeah. Like, it was really cool. That was like weird as shit back then, in my opinion. No, it wasn't for like, it wasn't for me because like, even like a few bashing the beaches, they were like on Saturdays. And that was like, to me, that was like really cool because it was like, it was different. WWE would run shit on Sundays. And this like random Saturday pay-per-view was like, oh my God, this is on Saturday. This is something unique and different. And it just felt different to me. Yeah. And like, I'm glad WWE started to do that. And I know people are like, well, AEW started first. AEW started first. And it's like, yeah, but like, the AEW thing, it just felt like a normal thing, and now them sliding in Sunday feels weird. True, true. Because, like, when they do Sunday shows, it's like, oh my god, like, we're, like, we're so tired from the show, we're like, we have to go to work the next day. And it's like, if you just kept it on Saturday, it would be like, oh, no, who gives a fuck? I could sleep it off, and then I'm gonna be back to normal. Alright, cool. Exactly. So, yeah, that's that. So, there's other news that we're going to get to. So, one, the MJF incident. I hate that, like, this incident, everybody thought it was a work. When MJF was out in the crowd and he threw vodka or whatever that was onto the kid, everybody thought it was a work. They were like, oh, it was a plant. It was a plant. That was a real kid. And Max threw a drink on a kid, and the kid got upset. They gave the kid a bunch of merch. He got to go to another couple of shows. I mean, it worked out for the kid, but Max was a dick for that. Exactly. Took it too far. Yes. And on Raw, Vince was backstage. And it caused an uproar for a lot of people. Like, a lot of people was like, oh my god, Vince is back. Oh my god, Vince is back. Oh my god, they're going back into this. And Triple H keeps saying, no, I'm in charge. I'm doing creative. And Vince was in Gorilla, and everybody was like, oh my god, Vince is in Gorilla. And like, we're, we're done for. We're done for. And then, like, that was the immediate shock for, like, everybody outside. Every wrestler and everybody there was like, yeah, we kind of felt weird with Vince being there, but he didn't give us no direction, no information. He didn't do any of his normal Vince things. He just was there. And it was like, it was so weird because like even some of the commentators were like, yo, it was so weird because I'm usually have him in my ear and like knowing that he was back there and like not hearing his voice was like, it was kind of weird. Like, what, what the fuck? Like, what's going on? Even some of the wrestlers was like, yeah, it was kind of fucking weird. Like, I, like he was there, but he didn't do anything. Like, what? Yeah. He basically was a fan. Normal people shit, finally. Yeah, he was... 
Like, some say he was actually there to see John Cena, and then they're like, well, why was he in the air to see John Cena before this? And it was like, I, I think this was, like, a special occasion for them. Yeah. But, yeah. So that was a thing. Kofi Kingston got injured on SmackDown. Like, it was just, like, a little tweak of the knee, so he's going to be out for a little while. He was supposed to be in that five-way. They switched it to Creed instead of him. So that's a thing. Kind of glad. Not that, like, Kofi got injured, but, like, Xavier's in this match. Like, he deserves some, some of his, like, solo shine. Even though he's a former king of the ring, but still. He's not winning. No, definitely not. But, like, he deserves some shine. Like, hopefully, at, at the very least, does very good in this match. You know, like, he shows off. Because, he, like he, he said, he's not winning at all. Yeah. So, how do you feel about them legalizing betting on WWE? Eh. Personally, I find it weird. Okay, why? <laughs> oh, no, no, what? Why did uh, yeah. For all intents and purposes, wrestling is predetermined. Like, mm-hmm. 9 out of 10 of us knows what's going to happen before it happens, so why bet? You know what I mean? Okay, so here's the thing. Here's what they're saying. We're going to do sports betting, but we're going to lock in our decisions for some of these matches. They're not all of these matches. Just some of these matches that you could bet on. We're going to lock in our decision. The decision is going to be locked in months in advance. We're not going to tell anybody. We're not even going to tell the wrestlers until an hour before their match. We're going to lock in these things, and we're not going to tell anybody. And that's how you're going to bet on them. And I'm just like, a lot of people are like, that's really fucking dumb. Because, like, what if you have a storyline, and you're trying to change the storyline, and, like, the wrestlers have to do this to get to here, and they don't know who's going to win this match when the match happens, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, that's the problem with people being this very overcritical thing. Because... Mm -hmm. In New Japan, Ghetto does the exact same thing. And, like, people don't know this, but, like, this is Ghetto's booking. Ghetto will literally book stuff out six months in advance. Like, okay, this is going to happen, this is going to happen, this is going to happen, this is going to happen. This is all locked in. None of this shit is changing. This is what I have planned. I'm not changing shit. These are going to be the winners when it happens. You don't know, you're going to know five minutes before you go out there. Like, yo, you're going over in this. That's how Ghetto does it. And it's like, oh, that's normal. That's a normal fucking wrestling company. It's like, oh, okay, that's how it should be. WWE, because it's so many leaks like the fucking Hoover Dam. It's like, you can find out anything. It's like, oh, yeah, we know. And it's like, well, damn, they know. I think I should change it. And that's why shit changes so rapidly in WWE. And like, oh, I don't want them to know what's going on because like you leaked it. You leaked it. And I know, and I know, and I know. And AEW is more of one people know, they just don't spoil it. And they just go like, oh, this is, I think this could happen, which they actually know what's going to happen, but they don't say, oh, this is going to happen like they do with WWE. And I know people are like, oh, you're hating. And it's like, no, if you actually listen to a lot of people who say, oh, I know this is 
Like, I think this is going to happen. And then it immediately happens. You go, oh, and then they immediately go, well, it's because I think logical booking and Tony thinks logical booking too. So that's why that happens. It's like, no, dude, like you knew it was going to happen. You just didn't want to spoil it. You just suggested it, which is actually you spoiling it instead of actually like just going out and saying the spoiler like you do for WWE. It's like, no, I kind of want to protect AEW a little bit. Yeah. But yeah, like as far as sports been, I, I, this is a thing because like this is kind of going into the whole sale of WWE. And I'm like, yeah, I don't really care about it. It's not, it doesn't affect me in the slightest and it's not going to affect my enjoyment for any wrestling. Like they have sports betting on like DraftKings. This is, on both shows, WWE and AEW, they have DraftKings already. So it's like, all right, this one is like, no, 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 this is going to be like major betting on it. And it's like, I don't really give a shit. Like, I don't care. Like, I, wrestling is wrestling. And it's not going to make me bet on it. I'm not, I don't give a shit. And that is true, though. Yeah. And how do you feel about Brian Cage coming to WWE? How do you feel about that? Uh, no. <laughs> yes, yeah, same. I like as soon as I heard that he could be coming to WWE, his contract and stuff. I was like, oh, WWE is interested. I was like, oh fuck no. Didn't he originally leave AEW at one point to go to WWE, but WWE didn't want him at that point? No, no, no. This is what happened. He was trying to get out of his contract. Like he started some ruckus, like. A year or two ago, he just started some big uproar, him and his wife, and he was trying to get out of his contract so he could go to WWE. The thing is, like, WWE said they were kind of interested, but then when they heard, like, the way he was trying to get out of his contract, it was like, eh, you know what? Like, eh. Like, they were, like, kind of, like, iffy on that one. They were like, eh, I don't know, man. Yeah, like, I don't like that or something. <laughs> Yeah, and now they're saying, like, WWE has a little bit of interest in him. I'm just like, I, I'm going to be honest. I don't miss him on AEW. I don't miss him on AEW's television. I'm like, I don't really give a shit about you being on AEW's television. Like, I don't care. I feel like he really didn't do anything anyway. So. Yeah, it's like, I know, like, sometimes he's in the ring and it's like, oh my God, he's really good. But at the same time, it's like, you come with a headache. I don't want to deal with that headache. Yeah. I don't think AEW wants to deal with that headache. That's one reason why fucking Nero is in there because of a headache. You make a headache for people outside of the company where it's like, oh, I want to leave. You suck. This, oh my God, I hate being here. And it's like, you're making a headache they don't want to deal with you and then when you leave the other company is going to be the same thing and be like well I, I don't know like I don't know if I really want to deal with this person and it hurts it hurts people's enjoyment of you like eh, like you're a complainer and cry because you don't get your way eh, I don't know about you pal yeah so yeah, I'm 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 not for him showing up in WWE. And the funny part is like he might be like a fucking awesome person in the ring, like, oh my god, I'm glad I'm here in WWE, but it'd be like, I don't really care about you being here. 
Like I'm I'm not a huge fan of you. Like he's like he's good in the ring. Like don't get me wrong, he's good in the ring. It's just the way some of that shit went down, that left a really bad taste in my mouth when it comes to you, pal. Also, he's not good in the mic. Like that that's something he lacks, so yeah he's, yeah, he's not good at that either. So yeah, it's like mm-hmm. Like I, I don't like I don't want him on Eva show. It's like yeah, just sit home like Miro and Andrade. Like and Wait, before anybody gets it before anybody gets it wrong, I'm not saying Andrade is like a complainer, but like Andrade got screwed. Like to be honest, he got screwed. He got screwed mm-hmm. with that whole Sammy Guevara shit. He got screwed with a, like a lot of people just turning on him all of a sudden. He got screwed. Like his situation is different from Miro and fucking Brian Case. He got screwed. Just, just simple and plain. He got screwed. Yeah. But I mean, that's pretty much like all we have for this episode unless you have something that you want to say or ask what you got on to the next episode same bad time same bad channel woo